0: I'm Ron Cruz. Here are the news making the headlines in the Philippines and across the globe on the COVID-19 pandemic. The Philippine Health Department confirms 284 new cases of COVID-19. That brings the total infections to 8,772. 11 more fatalities were recorded, raising the death toll to 579. Meanwhile, 41 more patients have recovered from the disease. The DOH has hired 400 more health workers to help it battle the pandemic. Antiviral drug remdesivir offers a glimmer of hope in the fight against COVID-19. Results from a clinical trial showed the drug shortened the recovery time of patients by an average of four days. That could bring some sort of ease to healthcare systems pushed to the brink due to the pandemic. Like most things, imagine this is not a cure for all of you. This is a treatment, right? So this is a a treatment that improves patients' uh, you know, symptoms, that uh, shorten disease, that potentially save lives. We're also gonna to transition to the second part of Act Act Two, where we will look at um, treating all of our patients with rendesivir and then use a type of medicine called an immune modulator, medicine that knocks down the inflammation that is developed during a COVID-19 infection
1: to see if that provides an additional benefit to patients
0: with COVID-19. There's no treatment yet for COVID-19, but because of the promising results, Gilead Sciences say, says it will donate its current supply from desivir and ramp up production. The drug is not yet approved for use, but the U.S. Food and Drug Administration could make it available through an emergency authorization. The interagency task force allows Philippine offshore gaming operators to resume operations amid the pandemic. Malacanang says resuming pogo operations can help raise funds for government's COVID-19 response. Pogos are mostly run by Chinese operators, with a workforce largely coming from China, where the new coronavirus disease is believed to have originated. But Philippine Amusement and Gaming Corporation chair Andrea Domingo says only 30 percent of their workforce with the proper work permits and those who tested negative for COVID-19 will be allowed to go to work. She adds operators have to pay all their tax obligations as of March 20th. The POGOs also have to pay a minimum guarantee fee of 300 to 350 million pesos for April even if they didn't have operations.
1: Iko-consider ang POGO as BPOs, which is what is uh, the definition really of a uh, BPO. So, notify pa namin sila ng Monday at dahil sa napakadami naming requirement, siguro it will take them another week bago pa sila makapagsimula. Uh, ang POGO operations kasi, BPO yan, so lahat ng mananaya, katulad ng mga kliyente ng mga BPO, nasa labas ng bansa. Mm-hmm. Ang mga platform lang dito, yung BPO's na o yung service providers ng Pogo ang nandito lamang sa Pilipinas. Uh, yan yung isa sa mga rekomenda namin ibalik sapagkat yan ay kikita ng significant revenues nang wala namang risk nakakalat yung COVID-19 o makakadagdag sila sa problema. The
0: Vice President Lenny Robredo and several lawmakers earlier questioned calls to reopen Pogos, while many Filipino businesses remain closed during the pandemic. But Malacanang debunks allegations that Pogos are being given special treatment.
2: It is uh, an outsourced business, outsourced business. So um, for purposes of equal protection, then they must be allowed to operate at their special conditions uh, imposed on them. Ultimately, it's not the IATF that will allow them to operate. Ultimately, it is the BIR and PACOR because they have to show that they have no standing obligation with the uh, BIR and PACOR. Mm-hmm. And it's also subject to um, COVID-19 testing for all their employees. And they're only allowed to operate on a 30% capacity. The rule is all the unpaid salaries of Filipinos when, they were, when we were on ECQ and when they were not allowed to operate, must be paid as well. I think the preference is for Filipinos to work in fact, no? uh, if they could. No? Um, also considering that many um, foreign um, employees of DPOs have actually left the country no? when we um, imposed ECQ in the Philippines.
0: The Senate Committee on Labor and Employment hits the government's partial reopening of Pogo operations in the country on May 4. Senator Joel Villanueva, chairman of the committee, says he doesn't see the logic since a Pogo industry is not an essential sector. He adds Pogos don't really give much help to the nation, as shown by the 0.4 percent revenue contribution given by the industry to government coffers for three years. He says instead of reopening Pogos, the government should prioritize supporting agriculture, manufacturing and construction. Another senator, Veros also wants an explanation from PadCor. House Deputy Minority Leader and Bayan Muna Representative Carlos Arate also questions the motivation behind reopening POGOs. He warns potential revenue from POGOs will only go to waste if POGOs contribute to the potential spread of the disease. The Philippine Agriculture Department assuring a stable rice supply in the country amid the enhanced community quarantine. Agriculture Secretary William Dar says rice supply is currently enough to meet the public demand. But Dara adds, government is helping build the capacity of the country's 12 million farmers.
3: By the end of the year, uh, an inventory good for three months. So uh, that's more than enough to bring us again next year. And uh, we are hoping with the new uh, funding support, uh, increasing support by government, we can uh, level up our uh, rice efficiency level from 87 to 94%, and the rest would uh, be uh, coming from the imports that we have. With all the distortions of uh, global trade, we need to really up our game uh, so that we have enough food to eat during this uh, pandem- pandemic.
0: Dar is also assuring the adequate supply of fresh fish in the market until year-end.
3: We have uh, more than enough uh, supply phase that can yeah, last until the end of the year. We are having more uh, hatcheries to produce rice and fingerlings, encouraging more uh, investments in aquaculture.
0: Philippine Air Carriers seek a one-year waiver of fees amid substantial losses from the COVID-19 pandemic. Air Carriers Association of the Philippines Vice Chairman Bobby Lim urges the government to waive their member carriers' plane parking and rental fees as the aviation industry expects a slow recovery until 2021.
4: The main problem that uh, the aviation sector faces is that there is no revenue that it is generating. And the average fixed cost on a monthly basis of the local carriers is about 7 billion pesos. Why is the aviation industry asking for a waiver for one year? Uh, our own projections is that the recovery of the aviation sector will take at least one year. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we, if we are to resume flights, uh, starting on May 16, it's going to be on a gradual basis.
0: A Philippine business group sees a gradual return to work in areas shifting to a general community quarantine. The Employers' Confederation of the Philippines, or ECOP, says people returning to work will have to adjust to the new normal. As the country heads into this phase, ECOP made this suggestion.
4: I think the government should really spend much more time and effort uh, to be able to put up, uh, especially with all the LGUs, mm-hmm. quarantine facilities and, and testing facilities. Uh, it is easier, cheaper for everybody uh, to be able to, to, to put people, even a few thousand of people in quarantine and, and take care of them there uh, rather than putting everybody in quarantine and trying to support them.
0: For the enhanced community quarantine extended in other places, including Metro Manila, Eco co-president Sergio, Sergio Ortiz Luis Jr. asked government to ensure there is an uh, unimpeded flow of supplies.
4: Even in the uh, ECQ, uh, there were some exemptions. These would be the exporters, the food processors. Uh, and the services that are provided for. Uh, unfortunately, uh, not not every th- arrangement has been made to make it easy for them to operate. No? Like for instance, for a while, it was not uh, easy for uh, exporters or for processors, those who are supposed to come in to get uh, uh, passes for their mm-hmm. workers. Mm-hmm. So, and there are some uh, in spite of the warning of the national government, IATF, uh, ITFA, uh, to the local uh, uh, LGUs, uh, it, they, they can seem to, to handle the differences in approach.
0: The Taiwanese government slams Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte's spokesperson, Harry Roque, for calling Taiwan a part of China. Taipei was reacting to Roque's remarks Manila will leave it to Taiwan and China to decide if a Filipino worker who criticized Duterte's COVID-19 response on social media should be deported. Taiwan's Ministry of Foreign Affairs says Philippine authorities should stop misrepresenting Taiwan as part of China. It has instructed the Taipei Economic and Cultural Office in Manila to lodge a protest. Lito Banayo, chairman of the Manila Economic and Cultural Office in Taiwan, cautions Roque against offending Taiwan, which employs over 100,000 Filipino workers.
2: There is nothing wrong, Billy, with uh, accepting that a mistake was made. It's good that he accepted the fact that deportation is the prerogative of the host country in the case of Filipino worker Elanel Ortidor. But what official purpose does it serve to needlessly remark that Taiwan is part of China and wading into the internal affairs of two countries?
0: As the world deals with the COVID-19 pandemic, U.S. President Donald Trump renews America's trade war with China. Trump threatening to impose new tariffs on Beijing as his administration crafts retaliatory measures over the health crisis. Back in January, Trump signed a so-called phase one trade deal with Beijing, cutting some tariffs on Chinese goods in exchange for China's pledge to buy more American farm products. But Trump says the game has changed as a disease that emerged in the Chinese city of Wuhan claims tens of thousands of American lives.
4: Well, they could have done it, and, and I'm just saying, well, one of two things happened didn't do it, and, you know, they couldn't do it from a competence standpoint, or they let it spread. We want to protect the sanctity of the dollar, the importance of the dollar. It's the greatest currency in the history of the world. It's become stronger because we can do it with tariffs. We can do it other ways, even beyond that, without having to play that game. That's a rough game.
0: China, meanwhile, pushes back on Trump's plan to punish the Chinese government for the COVID-19 pandemic. China's foreign ministry says there's neither legal basis nor international precedent to punish a certain country for a natural disaster. The ministry also points out China, like America, is a victim of COVID-19. But Trump appears convinced the new coronavirus came from the Wuhan Institute of Virology
4: we have people looking at it very very strongly and, and what gives scientific people what? intelligence people and others and what gives and we're you we're going to put it all together and i think we're going to have a very good answer eventually and what gives and you China a might, might even tell us china may tell us and and what gives you a high degree of confidence
0: that this originated from the wuhan institute of virology
4: i can't tell you that i'm not allowed to tell you that
0: as the U.S. and China engage in a war of words, the chief of the United Nations expresses regret over what he calls a lack of leadership by world powers in the fight against COVID-19. Antonio Guterres says international community is divided at a time when unity is far more important.
2: It is indeed a problem of leadership, or if you want a disconnect between leadership and power. We see remarkable examples of leadership, but they are usually not associated with power. And where we see power, we sometimes do not see the necessary leadership. The contribution of China and the United States, both uh, to fight COVID-19, but to all other aspects uh, 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 in the development of international relations, is, in my opinion, absolutely essential.
0: Guterres says he is particularly worried about insufficient help for developing countries. He points out an appeal for $2 billion to help the most vulnerable populations was only half-funded. Those were the latest news alerts. And Ron Cruz. For more updates, subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter.